the Modern Eater Show at Troy Guard Tag Restaurant Group. I'll see you guys soon. My name is Jennifer Jasinski, and I'm listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I love Jen Jasinski. She just does oh, so many great things. And Rioja was, is, was, and I think, you know, I look at places and people like that that'll shut down on Larimer Street, six months. How long was her remodel? It was a while. A while. A month, yeah. And restaurants, they don't make any money. I mean, if you're the best restaurant, at like 8%. Profit margin. It's scary. Yeah, these margins are so slow. You know, even with a minimum wage hike, you're. It, it's like, where do you find the money? Where do Where do you cut it from? It and and this gal has been able to make things so successful. It's like, hey, we're shutting it down for six months. We're gonna roll it back out because we're gonna keep this thing humming the way that it uh, always mm-hmm. has and should. And just mad respect. Uh, what's Frank's Bonanos deal? He's opening up Frank something. Seventy five just opened. Is that like the name of his 75th restaurant? Is yeah, right. Thing? Well, first of all, five is a classic cocktail, but uh, he opened a new French place called Good for 75. Him. Good for him. Yeah. For every restaurant you open, you got to close it, though. Well, he did. <laughs> he, yeah, he recently closed one. Unless you're a Brucey, you just uh, go all over Colorado. Yeah, and Marvin Williams. Hey, listen, this is great having you on the show. Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks, of course. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, so many things to cover. First of all, um, movement. We just talked about movement. Here you are in Lakewood. Uh, talk about the move. Yeah, well, it's 10 blocks south. So you go from Wheat Ridge to Lakewood. I mean, just a few blocks across the street is golden. So we're like at the four corners, it seems like. Um, I do want to say that A+, plus, that A+, plus, um, yeah. we use them. We use Jeff. Do you really? Ironically, yeah, we used him. <laughs> He installed our stuff. Right down the time. Six twenty three forty eight. We'll pull that off there. Jeff, La, it, do, do, he do, touches so many people's lives. Yeah. What did he do for you? He, well, it, did we he were, do your build out? Yeah, he did. He did all of our draft lines. We were going to go straight out of the cooler, go in uh, straight out of these uh, subway tiles. Yeah. And it wasn't a possibility because our countertop was about a foot deeper than it was should be. And he just, you know, hunkered down, figured out a solution. Um, it's in the name, <laughs> Beverage yeah. Solutions. Yeah. We did a glycol system, and we got eighteen oh. draft lines. Eighteen, uh, yeah, eighteen. Draft you guys lines. are humming, and then uh, two cocktails on draft. And oh, nice. Are you doing cocktails? Yeah. What How's that work doing? out? Yeah, it's working out great. Really? Because yeah. we've been trying to. We've talked to people about. You know, we have a a place, Rocker Spirits, and they have to batch all their cocktails. Yeah. Um, and anything that's served out of their. Um, tasting room has to be rocker spirit or uh originated and so they're batching stuff and and they do a lovely job with it but boy some lines would be great for something like that huh and so we do tito's we do a, right now we're doing a peach on a beach cool so that's a pretty cool little drink and then uh we're doing milagro so we're doing a nice, oh. nice mar- margarita on there nice and yeah they're working out great we go through uh you know a five gallon uh cornelius keg about every three days and people are loving it Wow, yeah. cool. Um, so many moving pieces to where you are right now in, in Lakewood. The transition took place, I, I want to say May, but I probably messed that up, huh? Yeah, it was the end of May. Um, we wanted to open up back in, in you know February, then it became March, then it became May, and ended up being June. Um, and we thought it was an excellent choice for us to move. Our rent at the old place was just incredibly expensive. And after being there for 16 years, it just wasn't an option. So um, to stay there. So we ended up uh, getting um, uh, 
financing and it was cheaper for us to build a new restaurant from scratch from the ground up than it was to keep paying rent in our existing place and so the space is beautiful it's very open it's very open concept Um, instead of garage doors we have these big sliding glass doors so it's all open up from the patio to the bar to the dining room and it's just an incredible space kind of square footage are you working with five thousand wow so five thousand we got 180 seats 180 seats and that's with the patio so what'd you have before at the old spot about 140 Okay, yeah. 40 more seats. Yeah. My yeah. estimation, that's about 10,000 a seat a year. That's a good, that's a that's good, a good chunk. Get a little move there. I like that. Definitely. Uh, so, so do, and listen, um, you're moving, it, it, it's like you did not rebuild your concept. We rethought the concept. So we still are Italian, but part of the fire and wine is a new tagline because we did want to be something else other than just a Bruschi's Italian restaurant. So we wanted to be a Bruschi's Fire and Wine because we did start with a, um, a wood fire pizza oven. So we have a wood fire pizza oven instead of a stone fire instead of stone pizzas. Um, so that was part of it. We got a couple fireplaces. My wine list is really small, intimate. Everything in there is by the glass and by the bottle. So you come in there, anything you want, you get a taste of. That's great. So you know, really try and make that very user friendly. And it was just we needed to do that really to stay current. You tightened it up. Tightened up the concept because uh, you already had a, a really great concept with a, a, a large following as well. Uh, you talk to so many locals in Colorado that are, oh, sure. I've been doing- so, you know, really try and make that very user friendly. And it was just we needed to do that really to stay current. You tightened it up. Yeah. Tightened up the concept because uh, you already had a, a really great concept with a, a, a large following as well. Uh, you talk to so many locals in Colorado that are, oh, sure, I've been to a brew sheet. Did you know they moved? Uh, I thought I heard something about that. So it'll be interesting when it, when you get that influx of people that um, haven't been as right. of yet. Yeah, and we get that a lot because people do drive by, see the space, and they're really excited about it. So they do pull in there, and they're like, oh, we didn't even know you were – because we were in a strip mall. And it was back against, you know, off the road and just not really visible. Mm-hmm. So we really didn't have that visibility that we wanted. And this gives us a lot more because it's right on the road. Do you have a dedicated uh, area in your kitchen to dedicated gluten-free? Yeah. So gluten-free has always been big for us back in 2000. And so here it's just this seems like such a dichotomy to me to where you're talking about an Italian restaurant. Like that's that's gluten, you know, bread, pasta. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden here it is. And I always say that when I see stuff like this, it's like, okay, is the owner gluten intolerant or is there somebody in the game here or is it just a very intelligent business person that says i'm not going to take this uh, percentage of the population that's even growing and growing and growing whether it's being intolerant or inflammation or celiac whatever the case may be there's lifestylers too that if you ignore it uh you're on the the short end of the stick right i agree and it was really just we were opened up six months and a customer came in and talked to uh, Steve, who is uh, Jeff and Steve are the owners. So Jeff and Steve opened up the place. Um, Jeff owns it now. Um, Steve is off doing stuff. Uh, but they came in. A customer came in, talked about the gluten free, and it made sense to us. We could be able to do a it. A customer did. A customer came in, talked to us six months after we were opened up, and said, "Have you thought about gluten free?" And this was back in two thousand. In 2000? 2000. Oh my goodness! I mean, I just, I'm having a hard time wrapping my mind around this because even for me. 
at that point in time until I really got to know some people that were like really affected, like what it did. And they, and they had to stay at home and really all meal planning for themselves and just bring everything. And I didn't understand it in two, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. They were just a pain in the ass. That's all they were is like people thought of like, uh, come on, just uh, whatever this is, uh, get over it. Sure. Or eat something organically gluten. Go go eat a piece of meat. Sure. Type of thing. But you guys took but that it, serious, it, huh? It was incredibly simple for us to make sure that we did it the right way. So our water that we use for the gluten-free pasta is actually four feet away from our other pasta water. So there's no cross-contamination. That's good. You know, we have a different oven for our pizza oven because you can't do gluten-free inside the regular pe- regular oven um you know our croutons are off our line from the salad we do everything we can do to- people actually order i mean obviously i'm just still trying to just catch up i guess um it, are, do you have people that seek you out because yes. of it yes we had when we first started the gluten-free um we probably had maybe 10 a day and easily within the first couple years we were doing 30 to 40 covers just of gluten-free a day and now i would say easily it's probably Especially with the new spot, we're probably at about 100. So I'd say probably 20% of the people coming in are looking for gluten-free. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Greg, huh? uh, Jay Parker here. Uh, noodles. Noodles, yeah. Uh, this is what pops into my head is hearing you when you're doing that many covers that are gluten-free. Do you, do you speak with the guest enough to know to give us a ballpark percentage of, of who's eating gluten-free as a lifestyle or who's eating gluten-free as a necessity for their health? Yeah. You know, we really don't care. Honestly, because we want to make sure we. I know, but I care. I care. But I would say that (laughs) we don't ask because if you ask and you're like, well, does it really matter to you if you if it's this or that? The point is, if you're going to do gluten free, you got to do it right. Right. Don't do it right, then don't do it. Right. Right. So the reality, if it's a diet or if it's a lifestyle or if it's deathly. We have to make sure that it's right. 100%. Mm-hmm. No, and I and I get that 100%. I'm just kind of curious to see the pulse of like kind of, you know, people that are seeking out gluten-free stuff. I, I almost, you know, I'm curious on the pulse of like uh, why they're doing it, you know, because obviously a lot of people are doing it for health reasons sure. and and therefore what obviously seek out, you know, well, you guys. But it's like, you know, it's the it's the guy that just go or the gal that just says, uh, hey, listen, man, I've just cut it out of my life because, you know, I don't want it in me. And so I'm just curious to know if anybody right. says anything. He already said he doesn't know. I would say <laughs> he doesn't know. Jay. Tell me, well, Marvin, tell me. Here's what I'll tell you. In the beginning, definitely it was a higher, more percentage of people because of the disease, mm-hmm. because of celiac. Celiac. Really? Which now, is such a teeny, teeny. Percent. Right. Yeah. But it was so big for us. So now I would say that it's probably 60% of the people come in for that and 40% come in because of its dietary. But for us, again, yeah. we want to make sure we're right 100%. No, we I mean, do have to break. I don't want to spend the whole time sitting here talking about gluten-free with you, but I do have a story related to providing gluten-free uh, products to people that are gluten-free and uh, the disbelief that it's actually happening. I want to tell that story when we get back, and then I want to mention John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things. Supplies your... Love, John. <laughs> John's the guy, right? That's great. He's the guy. Uh, he's one, one guy that... Uh, doesn't leave one stone unturned. Heck no. And uh, he, he's, a, he's a go-getter. He's a sponsor of the show. I can say that, but I can also say that I wish every sponsor of the show would take a 20-minute John Irvin class on how to hustle. You're absolutely... I'm actually shocked that I haven't got a text from John during the show to say something. Like, ask Marvin about this, you know, and he's normally texting us through the show. He's it's not guy. like we're on the air or anything, John, but he'll text us and be like, uh, hey, man, ask this guy about uh, this, and he has great... He's, an, he's, a, he's a maniac. He's a I got maniac. a cool story. It involves a gentleman that... Uh, 
uh, can't do the gluten. He had some good stuff presented to him, and he didn't want to have it at first because he didn't believe it, and he didn't want to mess up his health. So we'll come back, and this is really cool to catch up with uh, uh, Marvin. Marvin, you are the GM, right? Marvin Williams, GM over there to Brucey's Fire and Wine Italian Restaurant, 2200 Youngfield Street in Lakewood. And uh, are reservations necessary you with your are, 180 big right. shot seats there? <laughs> we, we had to move to reservations of large parties only. Did you? So we, we do five or more. Um, that way we can get everybody else in and out as quick as we can to be able to to really take care of everybody. I say do it. Give them a call because uh, there's nothing better than hunkering down to a big Italian feast and kind of family style. The more the merrier. So do it. 303-232-2424. How do you get that number? 303-232-2424. Back in a flash, Greg Holland bag noodles and uh, Chef Nicky Olds right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. So maybe you have a restaurant and aren't making as much money as you'd like. Perhaps you need help with food costs or ideas on improving your menu. Get help now. Email Greg and the chef today. TheModernEater at gmail.com Beer. Always tastes better and fresher when it comes right out of the tap. Now you don't have to go to a bar to get the same great taste. With Man Can. The Man Can is a sturdy, stainless steel, one-gallon, keg-style craft beer growler. Man Can. It's like a mini craft brewery that travels with you. Camping, tailgating, up in the mountains, wherever. Perfect for get-togethers. You can keep eight pints of your favorite beer fresh in every Man Can. Here's how it works. Fill the Man Can at your favorite brewery or tap station. It keeps beer fresh and carbonated with an awesome pressurized CO2 tap system. The Man Can is virtually indestructible and gives you a perfect pour every time. It makes pouring craft beer easy, even from the fridge. The Man Can. A great gift for those who love fresh beer. Wherever you go, bring fresh beer. Get yours today online at mancan.beer. That's mancan.beer. What is it, Cooper? Brews beers? Denver's only all-Belgian-style brewery? And dogs are welcome? Good boy, Cooper! Brews Beers. Sip on classic Belgian styles and unique Belgian-inspired beers. They also have a large selection of award-winning, small-batch, handcrafted artisan ales, daily food trucks, and plenty of free parking. On Mondays, enjoy half-price drafts. Tuesdays, it's half-price crowlers. Wednesdays is trivia night. And don't miss American Craft Beer Week, May 15th through the 21st. If you like Belgian beers, Brews Beers is the best place to hang in Colorado. 67th and Pecos in Midtown. Call 303-650-BEER. That's 303-650-2337. And online at BrewsBeers, B-R-U-Z, Beers.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. 
Okay, back to uh, talking to Marvin Williams at a brew she's right now. But the Goods restaurant, I have to tell you about the Goods restaurant. It's a family restaurant. And uh, Jay and I, we get by there once a week, Jay. At least. How, you got to go to the Goods with us. I know. You guys never invite me. It's right me. in the neighborhood. I know. And you drive right by my house. You could scoop me up. That's all right. We would scoop you it's up. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's like every other woman in our life, right, Jay? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Those are my least two favorite words combined, fine. by the way. The but goods, the goods is great. The Goods Family Restaurant. It's right there attached to the tattered cover building across from East High School. Sprawling patio. And I'll tell you what, Mark Whistler has done a great job, attention to detail, of I sit out on his patio and he, he puts up... Uh, uh, strings so his vines go up and he's he's enclosing it that way for a little privacy and it's it's the seats are very almost too comfortable where I'm like hey Mark you better get some metal in here because if people are going to hang out too long you know that's not what you want uh, it's conducive to exactly that being a family neighborhood restaurant come and hang uh bring the kids you know why dedicated kids room where it's like you could drop jay off in there for two hours and know that he's fine yeah you don't have, you don't have to lose track he's there. gonna ride on the walls with chalk he's gonna play with all the the puzzles there's a pinball game that you're able to mess with as well get this and i hope my information's correct in, in my head uh wednesdays kids eat free what if i mean parents are if you're hearing me right now mm-hmm. that's a big part of like our first of all are my kids cool are they gonna but they're gonna eat free too yeah uh no brainer get down to the goods restaurant 2550 east colfax attached to the tattered cover building across from east high school a great long sprawling bar a patio that you can't beat it's on the it's eastern exposure so in the afternoon that that west sun is just not pounding down on you and on these 90 to 100 degree days when you get on that cool patio and uh, it drops at probably 10 15 degrees perfect get down there the goods restaurant 2550 east colfax denver colorado my name is alex seidel i'm from fruition restaurant mercantile restaurant you are listening to us on monitor Diner on iHeartRadio. all right right back at it the modern eater show live in the Mile High City, 6.40 p.m. This is great that we're catching up right now. Been wanting to do this for um, quite some time. Chef uh, John uh, Tizar, 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 he's going to come up with the uh, Element Kitchen and Cocktail in the In the Kitchen segment in about, I don't know, six minutes. But in the meantime and in between time, it's Marvin Williams, GM, at a Brucey's Fire and Wine Italian restaurant. There's a few more things we want to cover. I had a quick story. We're at the uh, Crafty Fox. The Crafty Fox is a tap house and pizzeria. They're doing what you're doing. They're like, we're going to dedicate a part of our kitchen to gluten. It's a pizzeria. They put the holiday like you have, uh, 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 100%, not a gluten reduced, 100% gluten free. It's delicious. And, um, Karen Hertz is doing a wonderful job in Golden getting that beer out there. And really partnering up with the right places. Right. It just makes so much sense. So we're having a business meeting. And actually, the Crafty Fox was bringing on Holiday that day. So we had the blonde the that was coming in. And we're drinking in. We said, we said hey, you want to be? He's like, man, I'm only doing ciders. I'm only doing meads. Can't do the gluten. We said, here's a dedicated gluten-free beer for you. 
He's like, I can't take the chance. Can't take the chance. I believe you. My mind doesn't. It doesn't register inside of my head. But more and more, and you go into a place like John Irvin's uh, dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada, and time and time again, Jay and I have seen people weeping because they're introduced back to foods, bread. It's like, here's some food does that to you you'll get emotional with some food and when you get something put back in and and it's come so far with these guys like john Irvin and like uh karen hurts that you can't tell the difference no we've had john's bread for forever and it's been just amazing and we just brought on halliday i mean probably three months before we opened up the new spot he had come in talked to us and it was like done i was like i'll Dedicate a tap line to you. We're not opening up for three months, but I'll go ahead and dedicate it to you right now. So above and beyond anything else, just the moral to that story is people probably walk through through the, the doors of Brucey's and, and they probably are like, this is going to be the best night of my life. Right. I'm eating Italian food. It's gluten-free. I got beer. I got. It, it couldn't happen before. Right. It just couldn't happen. And uh, We're so, proud to be part of that. I, I, I'm proud of you guys. I really am. It gives me chills. To think that that's really touching people's lives in a way that uh, bringing them food that they wouldn't normally be able to eat. Right. Uh, Limoncello, what's your affinity with that? So when we had opened up a uh, second location back in 2010 in Cherry Creek um, for a short time, I had come up with a limoncello recipe over there and it was amazing, loved it. And so when I came back to Abrushi's, I took a five-year sabbatical, um, came back to Abrushi's, and uh, the first thing that I did was start making the limoncello again. Um, so I really enjoyed Thank you for sharing yeah, this with so us delicious. here today. Uh, Nikki, you're uh, an aficionado yes, of the I limoncello. Yes, We've made blood orange before and limoncello and Meyer lemon, and I'd like to put mine up against yours someday. Nice. Just saying, we can have a battle, limoncello battle. Right I'm now. already uh, dreaming up a remote broadcast from Abrushi's, and I think there's a lot of fun stuff we can do we can do kind of like gluten-free versus you know we can do you know all kinds of stuff and then the introduce the limoncello and the limoncello is delicious how long does it take you to make a batch of limoncello and so how does, big is your batch so it does take two weeks and i make them in uh 16 liter batches okay um which is nice because we're going through those in about two weeks which is really good so i make the 16 liter batch it is something that i wanted to make sure that was not too alcoholic, too sweet too tart that everyone could drink it because it's sort of like just everything in a restaurant. We want people to come in and not just have Italian, but have short ribs, have salmon tacos, have rigatoni and sausage. And so the same thing was with the limoncello. I wanted it to be able to please for everybody. I'm starving. Be chick friendly and chick friendly. I'm starving, Marvin. It's delicious. <laughs> There's com- limoncello. Okay? I'm coming on out to <laughs> a Brucey's here soon. Invite us. We'll come. We'd love Almost to come down fun. and see you. Uh, give a shout out. 30 second elevator speech of why people should come visit you at uh, 2200 Youngfield Street in Lakewood. A Brucey's Fire and Wine Italian Restaurant. What is it? I would say that when we first opened up, we would say when you come once, you're going to be a regular because of the atmosphere, because of the food, uh, because of the service. And we would say that that is tenfold now. We are striving to be the place to come, not just on that side of town, but um, everywhere. We want people to come from everywhere in Denver to us to really give us a chance to see what good quality food, good quality drinks, good quality service is like. 
That's a home run let's right now. Done. Right Sold. Huh? Yeah. Let's Show go. over. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. With 18 taps, that's cool. Um, we'll have to uh, catch up. We want to look at everything that you've got going on down there and do a video. And uh, this might be cool. New Image Brewing Company there. That might be uh, something you want to consider on one of your taps Most there. Most definitely. Uh, these guys are going to be coming up in the Drinker Show. Looking forward to Brandon Caps, owner, founder, head brewer. It sounds like he does it all. I wonder if he works there alone. We'll figure that out in the next hour. And uh, next, coming up, it's uh, Element Hospitality and Chef John uh, Tizar. You close. I mean, that's close. Tazar. Tazar. Yeah. No, it's Tsar. 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 Like SARS. Like sarcastic <laughs> without the casting. I'll get it right. No, you won't. You win the show's over. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, not everybody can have a name like Brandon Caps. I let's just saying hope, that right well, Let's now. hope you're saying Lucky that. Lucky right. he. It, well, I don't know. Maybe it's probably like uh, Brandone. <laughs> it, well, I mean, you never know. Capes. You know, wait. I mean, I think you're all right. I didn't ask him in the elevator. Capaz. Capaz. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Brandon? He's like, I ain't any of them. He's all like, of them. Yeah. Full options. That's right. We'll get you a social security number for all of those names. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, whichever one you just want to. That's right. We need it sometimes. All right, let's take a break. Marvin, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Thank you very much. You are a class act guy. Continued success to you in a brewsheet. We'll be back in a flash in the kitchens next. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Love great food and drinks? Get tips on the best places to eat or discover new bars and restaurants. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash themoderneater. You're thirsty. You want a drink, a swig, something to quaff, imbibe. You want bogeys, beer, and wine. 400 craft beers. We're talking lagers, suds, brewskis, you name it, they got it. 170 whiskeys, hooch, moonshine, bourbon, scotch. It's enough for any gin joint. The guy who runs it, Kyle Moyer. He's a connoisseur. Guy really knows his stuff. You want wine? Kyle says there's plenty of great wine right here. Local, you know. Family owned. Make your taste buds come alive. Bogey's Beer and Wine. It's a shop, a store, an emporium, a flavor factory for distilled spirits. Right next to the Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria, near I-25 and 38th on Fox Street. You like beer, whiskey, and wine? This is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Go to bogeysbeer.com. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. Tap house. Pizzeria. Mamma mia, it's a booth. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. Named one of the hottest new bars in Denver by Zagat. 60 rotating taps dedicated to delicious craft beer. With permanent Russian River Blind Pig handle. The Crafty Fox Tap House and Pizzeria. The most heavenly pizza you've ever tasted. The freshest ingredients. Baked to perfection. This menu, they use the same ingredients that they use to make it a craft. With two outdoor patios, including a rooftop deck, with a majestic view of downtown Denver, located just a mile north of Coors Field. Let's play ball! 3901 Fox Street in Denver. It's a tap house. It's a pizzeria. It's It's both. The Crafty Fox Pizzeria and Tap House, where craft is their middle name. Check them out at craftyfox.beer. Whose cuisine 
reigns supreme. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. All right, back at the show right here, the Modern Eater Show. 651 in the Mile High City. And uh, just a lovely summer day. I've really been enjoying these summer days. Uh, really strange. You would have never <laughs> thought this would happen. We're, we're uh, we've been we're chasing them all week long. And you know what? It's like one of those things to where I want to be chased in my life just a little bit. Well, you know, it's it, what it chased me, Jay. What it reminds me of is like, is, is this is my uh, the argument afterwards hoax. is like, is like he said yes. This is a he uh, said yes. He confirmed. He is a uh, chef, John. Tsar, Tsar, well, yeah, Tsar. So whatever we want, no? yeah, call, no, call no, whatever you want. Now uh, it's uh, Chef Johnny T. <laughs> <laughs> Element We're Hospitality it, no, Group. No, no. Uh, supposedly, there's a restaurant well, uh, that's going to be opening on Broadway. And... In Greg, in his defense, he is also cooking in the kitchen in Texas. So technically, if you wanted to, then don't make the interview. Well, well I know, but I'm just trying to help. Time yeah, is I'm money. Just, I'm trying to help him. We're out live on the air. I'm trying to help We're him not out taped. a little bit. You know, this is it. I know. I'm this is the big time. iHeartRadio, man. Weekend show. This I, is, how are you getting bigger than uh, this, man? I, hey, this uh, is like second to Fallon. <laughs> you know, that's right. Come on. Uh, good news, though. Good we, news is, is that uh, Marvin never left the studio. That's hey, right. you want to do some role playing? No. I, you you, you want to you, you be <laughs> Chef John uh, Tazar? Does he have an accent? I don't know. No. Do whatever you want. Hey, Chef, uh, what's it? Uh, you, are you excited to have a restaurant <laughs> opening up here I am in Denver? I'm thoroughly excited about <laughs> opening up a restaurant in Denver because it is the place to open up a restaurant. What's the hardest thing about implementing concepts? The hardest thing about implementing concepts is making sure you have the right concept. Yeah. So people are going to like it. Is this the right concept? One of the, the concepts of uh, Element Hospitality is sneak easy. And this is a very interesting uh, saloon or lounge selling alcoholic beverages, small bites, and the rarest and most coveted sneakers <laughs> like my Yeezys. Literally, they're going to be selling sneakers. That's and at first funny. blush, I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. Smells like it'll sell. Yeah, for a little while. <laughs> Some kicks. Okay, uh, one thing that I did want to cover with yeah. you, so I'm glad that we have a little bit of time. Tipping. Yes, tipping. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Uh, so, Brucey's here they mm. go. Two years ago, they, they step out and they say, all right, uh, we're going to go to a no-tip, um, just a, you call it a service charge. So, we do call it a hospitality charge. Oh, uh, you had to soften that up. You had to soften that up because, I mean, the conception of a service charge is yeah. for people that it's an automatic service charge. You get yeah. that. It's a gratuity. It's over and above. Right. Yeah. And it's just a, it is an entirely different way of thinking of how to do a restaurant. Why do you need that? So here, I'm going to go both sides. One side is you're going to have some lazy people that just don't care because uh, – I can't. Yeah, the name that came up for me is somebody who actually works there, so I'll make another name. Anne. Anne it, just double times it. She works so hard. And Paul, he kind of just floats along a little bit and this and that. But now Anne makes as much as Paul. True. And I would say that it is my job to make sure that that inequity doesn't happen. Sure. Give me an example. Manage up mm. and manage out, right? Mm. Uh, mm. You know, I'll give you an example is we've had um, somebody that's worked there six, seven months, uh, not pulling his weight. Um, How do you, what's the barometer? You know what? It's customer feedback. Because I'm having to constantly go to a table and apologize. Then that person doesn't yeah. need to work here. 
Right. And you continually train. Isn't it, but you're still tracking how much, how, how many sales they do, right, though? Sure. We definitely try and track that. And we want to have an incentive program to be able to. Which is what? Like if they sell $2,000 worth of wine in a week. Sure. We'll add $100, $200 to a paycheck. So spiff. Yes. Oh, that's so neat. So we want to be able to do that. We're working on that. Definitely. So is healthcare provided now? Not right now. Is that something you're, that, I mean, I like think to. that that was something that was important to have this family environment to where, you know, all for one, one for all yes. type of atmosphere rather than, um, hey, listen, I'll just get a job down the street tomorrow. Sure. Let's, let's hunker in. Let's get some benefits. Let's get a, you know, your paycheck's going to be X amount of dollars every two weeks right. or however, however that works out. That, yes. Right, right. Yeah. So consistency, stability, you saw that climate. And again, hey, if you were the guys that in 2000 that were looking at the curve for gluten free and you recognized it and saw it, that, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to put my money in your basket and say that you, but this European model, it's a strange one. Sure. Uh, how's it being received? I would say that a couple of years ago when we first started it, it was definitely a shock to the system. But now that has softened. Uh, part of it is because of the people that we do hire now uh, that buy into that system that are willing to put forth and do an excellent job, give a 25% service. Now that doesn't happen all the time because we're all human and we're just opening up a new restaurant. So we're trying. And we do make mistakes. This helps out with the disconnect from the front of the house to the back of the house, too, though, right? And explain how that works out. So all of our servers make anywhere from 16, let's say 16 to $21 an hour. And all of our back of the house, and, and those are full-time servers, all of our back of the house full-time people make anywhere from 14 to $17 an hour. So there's still a little bit of, of, of discrepancy there. Not much. Yeah, but that's but, a good paying yeah. back of house job in Denver. But there's a lot more respect between each other because mm-hmm. we're all in it together and we're all doing our damnedest. Any animosity? No. Not even at the beginning? No. Well, there was some at the beginning. Sure. Kitchen was happy. Servers were not. Sure. But it's all again in how, how you How much turnover them. did you have? Probably half the staff quit in the first six months. And that's okay, Probably right? expected, right? But A new broom sweeps clean. Exactly. Yeah. And then of those... Over the next two years, probably 60% of those ended up going away. And then we brought in new people, fostered those, opened up the new restaurant, brought in new people, fostered those. And it's a, it is a process that we just want to make incredible. So with going two years ago when you made the change, did you find that you had to bump your prices 2 to $5 to make up for the differential? Or was it like 20 to cents to a dollar that no, you had to no, bump? No, there are two ways to think about this. You can increase your prices. Now, there's a lot of sticker shock with that. So you walk in and you see a $20 hamburger and you're like, why is that $20? And you ask and they tell you and the, you're explained. Or you can do a service charge. So we did the hospitality charge of 20% more so to be transparent in that because it is something different for everybody. And it's hard for people to understand that. But the customers that do buy into it really enjoy it. They like it. Servers that buy into it really enjoy it. They like it. With opening a new space, do you have to educate your new clients and yes. guests to say, hey, 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 this is a no. Yeah, some people place. aren't used to it, but more and more, sure. I think people are seeking it out for a few things. Got a break, Marvin. Thank Pleasure. You.